Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Something. Hope day. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Wednesday, May 18th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Puenick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us today as uh, we will not have a game broadcast tonight because... Jefferson Cougars women's ladies softball team, the Lady Cougars, won the Region 2 championship last night, uh, defeating uh, the Hedgesville Eagles in the ballgame in run rule fashion there pretty late in the game, Colin, and uh, wasn't after a slow start, though. Yeah, Hedgesville uh, was up 3 nothing there up until the fourth inning. Jefferson... Uh, was able to put four runs across the plate, take the lead four to three. Hedgesville in the top of the fifth, tied it up at a uh, four all. And then Jefferson in that fifth inning went on, had five hits, scored six runs, and really took control of the game from there, being up 10 4 in the sixth, made it 11 4. We got a pitching change. Weird situation as well because at 11 4. In high school softball, the run rule is eight runs there in six innings. So Jefferson only needed one more, and there was a runner on third. So Hedgesville changes pitchers, no outs, intentionally walks two batters to load the bases, and the next batter up hits a double. Two runs come across. Jefferson wins 13-4 in a very questionable decision, in my opinion, in what Hedgesville did there to intentionally walk. It almost seemed as if to me, and it's only my opinion, that they were just giving up and letting Jefferson win. Yeah, it was kind of mind-boggling to me there as I was producing the game on site, and I was watching, and I was like, wait, what just happened? Then you said they've intentionally walked somebody, and then intentionally walked another person. The bases are loaded here, and I was like, wait, we're close to the run rule. Yeah, it was one run away. I guess they were trying to just get a force play for any base, so it can be a reasonable strategy, but at the same time, the way the game's going in that situation, it seemed like it wasn't for that purpose, and it was for just being like, well, we see where this is going. Might as well just end it now. Yeah, I don't know. There's no outs, right? Yeah, no outs. So. You do get the force at home there in that situation, but obviously you load the bases and you make it much easier for uh, Hedgesville to walk it off or Jefferson to walk it off and win if you're Hedgesville on that side. So definitely an interesting decision. I think I, I think more likely it, it wasn't them giving up. I don't think that's, or at least I hope that's not what the, the team was doing there. I hope that you know they were going for the strategy of okay, we get a ground ball, we can go home, go to first, and then there's two outs, and we're still in this ball game. But, yeah, it Collins, was definitely color a analyst Jim, Jim Klein says, but why change pitchers to intentionally walk two people if you're going, if you're giving up the change of pitchers is what was confusing. That's why That's I don't true, think true. they were giving up, too. Yeah. So, 
It is weird that they change pitchers before intentionally walking because you don't have to throw the pitches. So, And Jim made a good point on the broadcast about that rule that you don't have to throw the pitchers or the pitches. I think that's weird if there's base runners on because you could advance if there's a bad yeah. pitch. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Emily that's Mason, the same thing in the MLB. So Emily Mason went two for four with three RBI. She was our WVU Medicine Player of the Game. And Colin and Jim talked to uh, Coach Desiree Waters and Emily Mason after the game. And here are the post-game comments from the broadcast. Coach Waters, can you hear us? Yes, sir. All righty. Well, congratulations. You guys get to head to the state tournament after a pretty big win here in comeback fashion. What's the emotions right now? Um, the emotions are just high. Um, we knew that they would be a good hitting team as they shown, scoring runs, putting really good hard balls in play. And um, it just took us time to string some hits and runs together like I know we could. Um, but once we finally did it, I mean, we produced. Uh, hoping we would produce earlier instead of uh, giving me some more gray hair. But uh, they came out and got the job done. So you talk about the gray hairs, Coach. So at, at 3 nothing, you end up in a situation where you, you, you really turn things around. What was the motivating factor in, in the big turnaround? Uh, mainly, it's again, we talk about it and talk about it and talk about it, but it's our energy, okay? It's... Um, we're flat. Um, I believe at uh, one of the innings, Brooke got a um, good triple, and we're up, and then we're back down as soon as we get the other out. So as long as we bring our energy the full time, then we produce full time. So before we switch you out with Emily Mason here, who's going to be our player of the game, we'll hear from her after you, but we want to hear your comments about her performance on a great night. Oh, it's absolutely outstanding. She does a, um, a fantastic job for us behind the plate. Um, every game she works really hard um, getting our pitchers a couple extra strikes and um, uh, she has been struggling just a little bit um, in the past few games with her hits so I'm just happy to see her back being Emily Mason driving nice line dri line drives uh, hard balls and um, again making good plays behind the plate uh, making that tough fly ball so uh, she's an outstanding player um, her her um, senior, her being a senior behind the plate, just really um, produced good, good results for us. So, Jim, unless you have anything else, no, Coach I, Waters will let her go celebrate with her team yeah, and congratulations uh, switch her out thank here you. with Emily Mason. So, thank you, Coach Waters, as we switch out here and get Emily Mason on the headset. Emily. Congrats, you're our WVU Medicine Player of the Game, and deservingly so after a great performance. You guys get to head to the state tournament. Just take us through uh, your game today and how you're feeling right now after it. So we started off pretty flat today, just like yesterday, and I still wasn't very worried. I knew we could get around and get on the ball eventually, but we just had to wake ourselves up a little bit. Uh, I started getting some runs in, and slowly we started working our way back up to uh, finally win the game and it's I've been waiting for this for the last four years so it's pretty exciting we lost my sophomore year and so this is the moment we've all been waiting for it's very exciting yeah well, congratulations so what's funny is you know you had a great great day at the plate but you made this bucket catch over here by the duck I was at the fifth inning I look yeah. at my partner I look at my partner I write I write Mason POG <laughs> on the clipboard, and that's what you did. So what was yeah. going through your head as you're trying to make that saving catch? Well, firstly, I had to make sure I turned around to face away from the field in case it hit off my body and went fair territory, because that would have 
not been great. So I made sure I turned away from the field. I made sure that I saw I saw the backspin on the ball, so I was worried that it, w- it might get away from me. And then I just slowly backed up to it, and it fell right into my glove, and that was a great moment as well. Yeah, you had a great game. Not only behind the plate, at the plate, Colin. Yeah, the adventure now gets to continue here for you guys as you get to go to the uh, state tournament. What do you uh, hope to do team-wise down there? Team-wise, I hope we just come out with all cylinders firing in the field, at the plate. I just hope we can get it done down there as well. All right, thank you. Let's uh, go celebrate your your team. Thank you so much. Congratulations. WVU Medicine Player of the Game, Emily Mason, brought to you by WVU Medicine, Berkeley, and Jefferson Medical Centers, leading healthcare here and everywhere. And before and welcome back here after those interviews. Uh, Jefferson Lady Cougars have punched their ticket to the state tournament. They're one of two teams so far in Class AAA that have punched their tickets. The other team being Lincoln County. They got a 16-8 to win over Ripley last night after a 6-3 to victory over them on Monday. Uh, decisive, A decisive game tonight, Game 3. Uh, between University and John Marshall, and then in that's in Region 1, and then in Region 3, Game 2 tonight, as last night was a Game 1 in Region 3 of St. Albans, beat Greenbrier East in eight innings, 4-3. Tonight they're at Greenbrier East uh, for Game 2, as that series started yesterday, not on Monday. So two of the four tickets have been punched uh, to the state championship tournament. That's a double elimination state tournament that will be played May 25th to 26th at Little Creek Park in South Charleston. So good luck to the Lady Cougars. And we'll probably have try to get Coach Waters on the show uh, before the state tournament next week, uh, maybe on Tuesday. Yeah, congrats to uh, Jefferson. Great team, great wins. Uh, there in both games, the 7-4 win, and then yesterday, 13-4. to And I hope that they uh, represent the Eastern Panhandle well there in South Charleston. Yeah, congrats to, congrats to Jefferson. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we didn't get to cover as many games as we would have liked to in softball this year. But I think uh, just overall, you know, a lot of great teams this year. And uh, good to see, you know, a competitive series at, at times in those games. I mean... They definitely had a, a tough win over Hedgesville, so congrats to Jefferson for moving on. But just overall, just wanted to shout out the EPAC softball uh, this year. I just went. Yeah. There you go. You got anything else? All right, before we hit the break, let's. Uh, as all regional schedules have now been released for high school baseball in the state, let's talk about that in Class AAA. As uh, the best of three series can begin Monday, May 23rd, regional champions will advance to the state tournament at Appalachian Power Park in Charleston. The single elimination state tournament will begin Thursday, June 2nd. Um, the higher seeds will host game one and three, as we know. They're, uh, so region one in AAA has Bridgeport at 30-5 and five on the season versus Morgantown at 19-7 and seven on the season, which is the higher seed. Tell me how that makes sense. A thirty and five team versus a nineteen and seven team. Uh, the nineteen and seven team is the higher seed. I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know either. And then Region 2 here, Martinsburg versus Jefferson. And we'll have all those games for you on radio, TV, and on YouTube. Region 3 in Class AAA, Greenbrier East at 16 and 13 versus George Washington at 16 and 15. George Washington will be able to host 1 and 3. And finally in Region 4 in Class AAA, Cabell Midland 26 or 23 and 6 versus Hurricane 27 and 4. Hurricane has the better record. They will, or the better, or they're ranked one in the region. So they will then. Uh, host one and three if the third game is possible but that's just a look at all the region schedules again they can begin next monday not all of them will our series here between jefferson and martinsburg will begin on monday that will be um at mon at jefferson on monday we will that's a 6 p.m first pitch and probably go on the air around 535 just because jefferson uh, they like to get things going early so sometimes we don't get through everything on the pregame show so we'll start five minutes earlier than normal then tuesday shifts to p.o faulkner park for a 12 p.m first pitch 11 40 pregame we'll keep that normal time uh but uh that's due to martinsburg's graduation later in the evening believe a 7 p.m graduation there so you obviously can't conflict with that and then game three if necessary will be Wednesday, the uh, 25th at Jefferson at Sager Field at 6 p.m. if needed, but should be a good series between them. We'll continue to uh, preview that series as the week goes on and then on the show on Monday. But that will do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix, sponsored in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford at Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk uh, the NBA. Game one last night for the East Finals. Game one for the West Finals is tonight. And uh, draft lottery last night. We figured out where the Wizards will draft as well as, excuse me, the rest of the lottery. We'll do that after this two-minute break. Tune in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. These days of with four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub. Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Not sure where to go or who to trust with your flooring project? And start with Trips Flooring, proudly serving the area for more than 25 years. Specializing in floor sanding and refinishing, along with installation of new flooring, including hardwood, tile, vinyl, laminate, carpet, and the hottest trend in flooring luxury vinyl, tile, and luxury vinyl plank. Are you on a budget? Check out their warehouse, cash and carry, or call 304-229-7009, or visit them online at tripsfloorsanding.com. 
Safety doesn't come from owning a gun. It comes from knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off ID1 Exit 5 Inwood helps you build your safety skills with a variety of courses taught by NRA certified instructors. Sign up for the Intro to Long Range Rifle course, which will be held on June the 4th and June the 5th. No prerequisite courses are required to take this class. You can also register for the Saturday, June 11, Basic Fundamentals of Shooting a Handgun course. This class qualifies the student for a West Virginia Concealed Carry Permit. To register and find out more, visit valleyguns2.com. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this Wednesday, May 18th. Edition of the Sports Mix right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 in the Eastern Panhandle, streaming live on the TV 10 Facebook as well as at WRNR underscore Sports Mix on Twitter. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin hanging out with you today as we uh, talk some NBA playoffs. East Finals begin last night, and uh, what an interesting ball game it was there uh, between the Heat and the Celtics, a game in which the Celtics were winning at halftime. And a 39-point third quarter from the Heat and only a 14-point third quarter from the Celtics. Really the difference maker in this one is a a Heat win to lead the series with a 118-107 victory. And uh, Jimmy Butler, 41 points, nearly a double-double, nine rebounds there. Uh, Jason Tatum, 29 points, eight rebounds, six assists for the Celtics. But, Colin, uh, what happened in that third quarter? It fell apart. Tatum had, I think, like six turnovers there in that third quarter. Uh, Boston could make a basket. I think like the first uh, part of that first quarter, it was Miami on a 22-2 to two run, and that's unheard of in the NBA team falling apart like that. It was a historically awful third quarter, and as you said, other than that, it was honestly all Boston that he outscored Miami in all three of the other quarters so you fix that I'm not too worried about Boston they were without Marcus Martin Al Horford in game one as well so hopefully they can come back for a game two tomorrow and the problem is the series up Horford's absence meanwhile comes as a total surprise there was no indication there's any issue with him until the team announced that he had entered the protocols uh, about uh, 5 p.m. yesterday so uh, that's interesting. So nothing that kind of all just happened really fast last night prior to the game. Yeah, so hopefully he comes back and Marcus Mark can come back. But even without those two up until that third quarter, Boston was in control. So I, I'm frustrated that they lost because it should have been a winnable game. But it, it shows you that I, I think Boston can still win this series. They lost the first game against the Bucks. If they lose the next one, maybe I'll get a little worried. But right now, you just got to focus if you're Boston on the next game and win. And game two set for tomorrow night, 8.30 p.m. ESPN. The East Finals game two, Miami leads the series 1-0. That game's still in Miami. And Miami is favored by four in this one. The opening line is four. Uh, I think that's a pretty good number for for game two after you won game one by, you know, double digits. Yeah, I think uh, it's a must-win game two, which I know it's early to say that, but you do want to try to steal one 
uh, on the road in this kind of series. But again, we just saw too, like the Mavs come back from 2-0. So it's, I don't know if it's a must win, but it's definitely one that you want to win because you were in control of that first game. Uh, so from a confidence perspective, I think it's big for the Celtics to come out and, and win game two. But, you know, Jimmy Butler again played tremendous last night, really efficient game, nearly had a triple double. Uh, so if he continues to play like that, you know, the Heat will be in this series yeah. throughout, and, and he's going to be a tough matchup. But maybe Marcus Smart could come back and defend him a little bit. I know the size is definitely in Butler's favor there, but Smart has guarded uh, bigger guards before. So that could definitely be a big big piece. And not having Horford, it's a hit to your bench or your death just in general. And, you know, Robert Williams stepped up, and I think he had like 25 points last night. So he, he played well. Uh, when they needed him to, but obviously not having Horford is, you know, a big part of your team. And I guess that would be COVID protocol that caused him to miss the game. That's what I presume. It says health and safety protocol, although uh, Celtics head coach would not say if he tested positive or not. That's what it sounds like. So to if me, he if is, he's probably out at least more than two games. Yeah. I think. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the protocol is now. I'm assuming it's changed a bunch of times uh, between. You know, before and now. Uh, but tonight's game, the West game one uh, between the Mavericks and the Warriors set for 9 p.m. on TNT. Golden State has a favored by five and a half at home tonight. Uh, Luka Doncic coming off a great series uh, to win the that semifinal last night. and Or not last night, uh, win the semifinal series. Steph Curry obviously hasn't really looked like himself a lot comparatively to what we know for the last 10 years yeah and i think tonight big game start game one here uh for the warriors i do think the warriors get the win tonight uh you know the mavs it's going to come down to though the production the mavericks can get from their other key role players because when those guys play well the mavs can compete with anybody with luka Doncic, and they proved that in the last series and obviously their confidence you know, after beating the number one seed and the number one team in the NBA uh, in the Phoenix Suns has to be really high. So you got to like the Mavericks' chances of competing throughout this series. It does seem like Golden State is the better team overall. They have more consistency in their lineup. But they also had some shaky games in that last series against Memphis, who's a team that's pretty similar to Dallas in terms of how they're built, uh, led by their point guard and not a whole lot of other star players. Now, Memphis is a very young team. Dallas has more veterans. So, you know, I think Dallas keeps this series competitive. I think it goes seven, six or seven games. I think I said six yesterday, so I'll stick with that. But overall, Golden State's been in this situation before for a lot of their players. I think they're the more talented team. I think Draymond Green's defense could help them a lot in this series. And what they're able to get with Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson to surround Curry. It's a much more lethal attack. So I'm going to go with Golden State in six still, but uh, should be a great series. Should be a lot of fun. It's always fun to watch Luka. Yeah, and I think the excitement for this series will uh, double tonight. I have Golden State in seven is what I went with yesterday, and I'm going to stick to that. I agree that I think Golden State wins tonight, but I think uh, that Luka and what he can do with the Mavs will make it closer than what the spread has. I, I'm going to say around three points, and I think Luka can get 40 tonight. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. I still think I agree with Nick that it could go six, maybe seven. 
Uh, I'm going to go seven because I think seven in the conference finals is a good, you know, it's always good when you see uh, series go seven games and it's entertaining for the most part. Uh, but now let's transition to the draft lottery that was last night. We'll first talk about the team uh, that we cover on this station, uh, where they ended up. Then we'll talk about the rest of the lottery, the Washington Wizards. Uh, Nick basically predicted this. Uh, they'll pick 10th overall in the first round of the 2022 NBA draft as they did not move up or down in Tuesday night's lottery. The draft will take place on June 23rd in Brooklyn. They enter with a 3% chance of picking first and a 13.9 uh, odds out of selecting in the top four, but they had the highest likelihood to pick 10th at 65.9%, and uh, they will indeed pick that there. And uh, they need to make a good pick at number 10, Nick. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to look a little bit at some draft history. Last time the Wizards picked 10th, they took Jarvis Hayes out of the University of Georgia in 2003. So that worked out really well. I don't know who Jarvis Hayes is. <laughs> um, but the last few years they have drafted well under Tommy Shepard. You know, Kispert looks like he's going to be a, a solid role player or maybe even more for them. He started a few games. Avdi has been a good, decent bench player. And Rui Hachimura, who was the ninth pick in 19. Uh, has panned out so you know their last three first round picks uh, two of those guys in the lottery and one guy just outside the lottery and Kispert have all worked out to be uh, you know least contributors in the NBA which is what you're looking for in that 9 to 15 range uh, which is where they've selected so they're not going to probably get a superstar but you never know I mean Giannis was selected I think 15th uh so, you know, there's been several players that have gone outside of the lottery or just at the end of the lottery and have really worked out. Clay Thompson was the 11th pick, uh, just to name a few guys that come to mind that are playing in these playoffs. You know, even Curry was the 7th pick, uh, which is, well, much later than what he would go if they were to redraft the 2009 draft. So, you know, I... It is what it is. I, I don't know if I really predicted it. I mean, that was the highest percentage, so it was just the most likely thing to happen, and that's what happened for the Wizards last night. Uh, but I guess the good thing is they didn't fall back to 11, which was also a strong possibility. Yeah, I'll have to, I guess, do research now to see how strong of a uh, draft class this truly will be if, as Nick said there could possibly be a uh, diamond in the rough type situation that you'd hope would stay around in the draft to fall to that 10th pick, but I'm not really thinking of anybody off the top of my head right well, now. Well, that's why it's a diamond in a rough, Colin. Yeah, yeah it's, it's true. Of, it's kind but, of one of those guys that just comes up late, uh, maybe a week before the draft or something, and then you kind of get some words about him, you know, kind of some talk, and then it's whatever he shows in summer league. Or it just happens to work out and you get lucky that that guy turns into a stud. I mean, that's really what I think it is more so than anything. So it'll be interesting to see what the Wizards do. But Orlando winning the lottery, this is the fourth time they've done that. And their previous picks have all been good, all, all big men. Uh, they took Shaq, Chris Weber, and Dwight Howard. Weber was traded for Penny Hardaway. So it looks like they're going to get a fourth uh, center or at least big man. Weber more of a power forward in uh, – the guy from Gonzaga, Chet. I don't know his last name, but <laughs> all right, let's look at. H. He's, he's probably the number about, one pick. So you talk about the Magic there, number one. 
they are up from the projected number two spot. Then you look at Oklahoma City was projected at the fourth spot. They get the number two pick. Houston goes down from number one to number three or to number three. Sacramento makes a big move. They were projected at seven. Uh, now they're at four. Detroit falls to the fifth pick. They were projected to the number three pick. Six pick is Indiana. Seventh pick is Portland. Eighth pick is the Lakers, but that is going to New Orleans. And then the ninth pick, San Antonio. The Wizards, obviously, the tenth pick. Eleven pick is New York. Twelfth pick is the L.A. Clippers to Oklahoma City. So Oklahoma City is going to get uh, two top 12 picks in this draft. Uh, then 13 is Charlotte, and 14 is Cleveland. So I think Oklahoma City came out uh, pretty big winners in this one. You get a top two pick, and then you get a top 12 pick. I think that's going to be pretty good. See where that happens. See where they end up end up uh, with those two picks. Yeah, and Oklahoma City, pretty big uh, basketball area. You know what they were years ago with uh, KD and Harden and Westbrook. So maybe they can get some young guys to build that uh, franchise back up and be a contender. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they blew up the franchise. You know, a few years ago when Westbrook pretty much wanted out. So. Sam Presti invested in a lot of draft picks uh, in the future. And, you know, we'll see how it works out for Oklahoma City. They have uh, Shy Gildress Alexander, who is one of the best young point guards in the NBA and not really a guy that gets talked about a lot since his team's not very good. But uh, they have him. They have a few other guys that have been decent young players for them. But if they can get a good superstar at number two and, and maybe some – death at 12 i I think uh the thunder will be back to success but just gonna take a little bit for them i mean obviously when you had three of the best players in the nba in harden durant and westbrook and then they all move on uh and abaco as well have all moved on so stephen adams was the last one to fall and i mean they had a really good core there that was built through the draft so they know what they're doing in terms of drafting and, and building young players up but it's not a quick process to get right back in it. They're not the Lakers. They're not the Celtics. I mean, the Celtics did it through the draft, So, but they don't have that kind of pull to attract yeah. free agents. Miami. Yeah, definitely. Let's transition here to the NHL. We've got some time uh, to kill on this show. We'll talk some NHL playoffs. Uh, Colin and I kind of don't really pay attention to the NHL playoffs after the Caps uh, fall out of the playoffs. Uh, but I've been, you know, kind of tuned in a little bit. And uh, after the, you know, the best team during the regular season, the President's Trophy winning Panthers knocked out the Caps uh, in the East second round. They were slated with a Florida matchup there against the Lightning. And did you see last night's game one score, Colin? I just looked at it. The back-to-back reigning Stanley Cup champions, Lightning, took the game four to one after the Panthers scored first and four straight goals for the Lightning, uh, they now lead the series one nothing. If you look at that series, uh, it just seems like the Lightning have lightning in a bottle in the postseason. Yeah, they're a good team, and we knew with uh, the Caps Panthers series that Panthers were beatable. So I wouldn't be surprised if Tampa could pull it off. It'd be crazy if they go to back to back to back finals and win them. I don't know when the last time that's been done. I don't know either. I mean, I know in you know you saw there's a what the. Who who went to the back to back final? Somebody did, I thought. Penguins. Penguins were back to back champions before Tampa was. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I don't know the last time we've seen three. Uh, I don't know. 
I mean, not Chicago you, there. Bulls. No, because the Chicago Blackhawks went thirteen and fifteen. The Kings were twelve and fourteen, and the Blackhawks won in twenty ten. The Bruins won in twenty eleven, um, and then so Chicago 20, was three and four. Yeah, they're not three. No, twenty ten. They're three and five years. Okay. And then the Penguins in 2009, Red Wings in 2008, and then it's kind of back and forth, back and forth. Uh, but the other series last night, the Blues versus the Avalanche, that was a good contest. It was uh, Blues going up one nothing in the first period, Avalanche scoring two unanswered in the second period, and then in the third period, the Blues tied it up, so they went to overtime, and the Avalanche won in overtime. They lead the series one nothing there in the West second round. We'll look to tonight's uh, games here as uh, – Internet's been a little slow today, guys. Yeah, it has, but uh, as I looking trying forward to, lo- to load the games here, here we go. All right, 7 p.m. ESPN. Rangers taking on the Hurricanes in East second round game one. Carolina favored in this one. Uh, should be a good game tonight. I think Rangers and Hurricanes is going to be a good series. Yeah, I think that one will be just like uh, Colorado and St. Louis, I think. The Islanders the were the last team to three-peat. When was that? 1980 through 1983. All right, exactly. I wasn't so that off the top of my head. Uh, then 9.30 ESPN, Oilers and Flames uh, in the West. Second round, game one. Calgary favored in this one. Uh, Connor McDavid, I mean, he's just one of the best. You know, he's like – Austin Matthews and him are like – They're the young stars. They're, they're the, the young faces. stars. Like uh, when you think of about 10, 12 years ago when you think of Crosby and Ovechkin. Yeah. And I can't wait to see what those two players will do. Uh, you kind of feel bad for Austin Matthews where he is. Uh, at home again with Toronto? That's what I was saying. <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, that's what people were saying with uh, the Oilers, too. But here we are. Yeah, all right. So, so It'll eventually happen, maybe. We second, said the same thing with Ovechkin. Yeah. Second games there between Lightning and Panthers and Blues and Avalanche are set for tomorrow night, 7 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. on TNT. And then game twos for the games tonight are set for Friday, 8 p.m. and 10.30 p.m. on AB, or excuse me, ESPN. Uh, but uh, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and his family-owned and operator right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. Go to Orsini's.com for more on the other side of this break. We'll talk uh, two teams that are struggling that are our favorite baseball teams. And then one team that's a cheater that might be cheating again. That's it. That, that's a little tease I'll give you there. We'll be back in two minutes to talk about the MLB. After this two-minute break, you're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. 
Dragon Warrior Kung Fu, call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck, because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit, right off Route 11, is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this Wednesday, May 18th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WR and R and TV 10. Spencer Kuenick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us today. And uh, before we get any further in the show, I want to let everybody know, if you want to go to the Nationals game as they take on the Colorado Rockies May 28th, Saturday, May 28th at 4.05 p.m. at Nationals Park, we have four tickets we're giving away You can go to the TV10 Facebook page and uh, respond with a comment or a picture on why you should win. We, the three of us, will vote on the most creative uh, comment, and the winner will be chosen on Friday. Uh, So uh, if you want to go, free game. Bribes are accepted. (laughs) Hey, hey, they they were nice seats. I think I believe all the tickets that that we get as an affiliate, they're all within the same area. That was a nice seat. It was. Yeah. Especially right for free. Side. I mean, you're going to a game for free in the 100 section. I think that's good. Even if it is the Nationals. Even if they are not that great this year. Who are they playing? Your family to the ballpark. Colorado? They're playing the Colorado Rockies. Look, I think they got a chance to they win. They don't come to Washington very often. No. And if you're a Colorado Rockies fan here in the Panhandle, maybe you want to go see your team. Yeah. There you go. Uh, All right. Rocky go to the... fans are out there, but if you're a Probably Rocky less fan, than Marshall. Whoa. I would tend to agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I said less. What? Do you think there's more? No. Why are you saying what? The Rockies have a real national fan base call. Yeah. All right. Well, if national you want to do that, head over to the Nationals. TV10 Facebook page, write a comment or a picture, and the three of us will choose a winner on Friday. So if you want to go, take your family there to Nats Park. And uh, as we went there on Sunday, um, it's just crazy to look back on, you know, even 10 years ago going to a game there and what the outside of the park is like it used to be oh, nothing. It's night and day yeah it's night and day there used to be nothing out there for you to go do now there's so many things so many things to go and and do and uh take a day out to go to dc uh, but again if you want to win tickets to the 
Nationals-Rockies game on May 28th, 4.05 start. That is Memorial Day weekend. Uh, you can head over to the TV10 Facebook page, comment on the post from yesterday, um, and then we'll uh, pick a winner, the three of us will, on Friday, right before the show. Uh, but uh, now let's talk some MLB, talk some Nationals. Uh, they're not looking good right now. Not looking good at all right now. Uh, they took a loss last that? night. I don't know. Colin, just let it go. I heard a beep, though, too. It was cool. Yeah. The Nats lost to the Marlins 5-1. to one. Their offense kind of not there right now. Uh, they're 7-11 and, and 11 away, though. Uh, and they'll finish the series tonight at 6.30. Um, there's Buster only. ESPN reporter is reporting that the Nats could trade away Juan Soto this summer. I mean, yeah, they could. I could have reported that. Yeah. Well, they could they could trade him. They could trade anybody. Trade Strasburg. I don't I don't know. Whenever he'll be back. If I mean you would get an absolute haul for Juan Soto. So that is he one would. way of looking at it. Yeah. But he is a once young in a lifetime star player that appears to be once in a lifetime type of talent. So you know, you could do what the Orioles did and kind of waited it out with Manny Machado, but they were also at the time, a decent ball club before they got rid of him. So, and they ended up not really getting much back. I mean, Yunciel Diaz was their top guy that they received, and he's still in AAA, and he struggled with injuries and stuff like that. And everybody else has had their shots at times in the majors, but really didn't work out. So, you know, it might be the right time to do it with Soto if you're committed fully to a rebuild, but also you could do the thing that you probably should do and pay the man some money and he'll probably but it's the stay. learners they don't pay anybody the money they're I trying mean, to get Washington out Washington is a better market so you'd expect them to have that money but if they sell the team maybe the next owner will want to keep them around so maybe you wait yeah i mean they paid guys like patrick corbin who patty c still making the big bucks to and we watched seven him with an eight era or whatever it is so um you know, they have Strasburg under contract, so they have paid to win before. Scherzer was a guy that they went out and got. Um, I think that trade, though, was just signaling to everybody that they let's go back to a rebuild. And I kind of was hesitant on it last year uh, to kind of say that. But I think they – Mike Rizzo came out the GM and said uh, that it was a retool, not a rebuild. This is a clear rebuild. You're building. You're trying to build around Juan Soto and potentially Steven Strasburg if he can stay healthy. Well, as you just said, if they trade Soto, it's not a rebuild around him. Yeah, and we've got some news this morning. Uh, I believe Mike Rizzo joins uh, the Sports Junkies on 106.7 The Fan weekly on Wednesdays, and he said the Nats won't be shutting Strasburg down despite the team struggles on the field. So he, I uh, believe, last update was uh, – on the 14th, so that would have been on Saturday, he threw a sim game on May 13th at the Nationals Training Complex in West Palm Beach, Florida. He delivered 27 pitches. He reached 92 miles an hour over two innings. The Nats are hopeful to for him to make 20 to 25 starts in 2022. Um, but that was on Saturday, so maybe you see to make, today or tomorrow, he tries to throw another sim game, maybe three innings, four innings. Maybe I mean, you see him make a rehab stint here in the next three weeks. How much is he really going to help Nationals right now have the second worst record in all of baseball? Yeah, but it has to do with the back end of the, I mean, the front end of their rotation with Corbin. But I mean, you look at the rest of their pitchers, and you know, a guy that you know, Colin, 
Johan not doing Adon so well as well. Is is Dylan not that is, good? Yeah. Hey, he, worst case scenario season. Or actually, maybe best case scenario, depending on how you look at it. You get Strasburg back, and hey, if he pitches well, somebody's going to want him at the deadline, right? I mean, so I don't know, Colin. But how it, many teams are making the playoffs this year? Didn't they change that? Or is that next year? I mean, if you're in the race, you're going to go get a guy like Strasburg that could has the playoff experience, and if he's pitching well and he's healthy, he could help out a team. I don't know if you'd give up, you know, the whole farm for him, but you'd at least give up a, a well-sized cow. If nothing else, I think. <laughs> That's that's true. So Nat, Nats and Marlins tonight uh, finish the series 6.40 p.m. first pitch. We'll have that for you uh, from the Nationals Radio Network 6.10 pregame show. Uh, Josiah Gray on the mound for the Nats, so uh, maybe a win tonight potentially. Who knows? But the Marlins are favored in this one. They, uh, the Orioles, though, let's turn our attention to them. Uh, they're right about there. They got a couple yeah, more wins than the Nats. Now. They have two more wins than the Nats, and they're facing a red hot Yankees team uh, as the Yankees are going for a sweep tonight. 7 05 with uh, Cole on the mound for the Yankees and Lyles for the, the uh, Orioles tonight. But uh, 9 and 9 at home are the Orioles. Yeah, five game losing streak now after what seemed like maybe it was the uh, turnaround. A couple new guys getting called up. You get swept by Detroit and. When you know that the Yankees are coming to town, it's going to be a uh, tough series, and that's what it has been. You almost got the win yesterday. It was a 5-4 loss, but you always hate losing. So, yeah, It's been a frustrating year, I think, for this Orioles team because they have been pretty competitive for the most part. Uh, and it seems like on any given night, you know, they're in the ball game at least at one point and have a chance to maybe win. So I think that part is a good thing. I think it's a more entertaining team to watch than in years past. Uh, but they are still, you know, missing a few pieces here and there. And obviously, you know, I think we expected this. So while they might have gained a little bit of momentum a few weeks ago, uh, the losing was expected. I think they need something to really jolt them. So hopefully Adley Rutschman can come up soon. Maybe and it needs Hall. to be sooner than later. Oh, I thought you said he was coming the, up Monday. I was hoping he was because the catcher's – that the Orioles have right now are both fucking suck. batting, not bucking. Batting a buck fifty. I mean, like these guys can't hit. I, I thought you were trying to just replace a word for another word that we can't say. No, I wasn't trying to do that. All right. It's well, loud. both the Nationals and the <laughs> Orioles are got bad, the point across. But we'll continue to uh, cover them all season long, like we usually do. Uh, let's turn our attention to a team that was in the news recently in recent years for. Uh, Banging trash cans to signal pitches. Uh, they hit five home runs in an inning last night off Nathan Avaldi. He lasted just one and two-thirds innings, allowing eight hits, six earned runs while striking out none. In the second inning, after a three-up, three-down first inning, Avaldi allowed homers to uh, Guriel, Brantley, Pena, Tucker, and Alvarez as the Astros raced out to a 9-1 lead amid boos from the Boston faithful. Uh are they cheating again, or are they just better? That's I mean, what Nick wrote on the prep sheet. They've always been better, so honestly, they probably never should have cheated in the first place because they've been one of the best, if not arguably, for the past half decade, the best team in the American League. So the fact that they cheated sucks, honestly, because they had the talent 
even without it. But it puts into your head now because of the fact that they cheated. Are they still doing it? Did they change something to see if they couldn't get caught again? Or, as you said, are they just that good and can get five home runs in an inning off a uh, pretty crappy Boston Red Sox team? I I tend to lean toward they're just better because I don't think that that they would cheat again. That wouldn't be that's pretty risky. Yeah, (laughs) very risky. So when they know that they're not going to get punished, yeah, they really didn't have anything happen to them for doing it the first time. So I don't know if anything would happen this time. But uh, we did see too that them hit three homers against the Nats in that game on Sunday. So it's also kind of poor pitching that they're going up against. Nathan Valdi is hasn't really been that great for that long. So, all right, well, we've got to hit the break. Segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online; they'll deliver it to you if you don't like it. They'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll wrap things up on today's edition of the Sports Mix. After this two-minute break. Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. And we've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepard Rams quarterback Tyson Bajant. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. Looking for some nightlife? Then look no further. Laddie's Bar and Grill has a full bar and kitchen, pool table, and entertainment with great food at affordable prices. You can dine in or carry out by calling us at 304-263-5233. Laddie's is open Monday through Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 3 a.m. and Sundays from 10 a.m. to 3 a.m. We serve breakfast all day long, and our lunch and dinner specials are posted every day on our Facebook page. So stop on in to Laddie's Bar and Grill, located at 107 Lutz Avenue in Martinsburg. Hefley Motor Company, just off I-81 at 993 Hedgesville Road, is a family-owned and operated business providing the Eastern Panhandle with the highest quality pre-owned vehicles and customer service since 1997. Hefley is a pre-owned Carfax Advantage dealer. We're proud to be your partner serving the community. You're local, we're local, so why not buy local? Call us at 304-267-7172 or see us at 993 Hedgesville Road. And if you want to sell your car, we buy cars too. Check us out at Hefley.com. Hefley Motor Company, a nice place to do business. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your May 18th, 2022, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer Wienick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here as we wrap things up on this edition of the Sports Mix here. PGA Championship tomorrow gets going at the Southern Hills Championship course. 
there in Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, interesting uh, threesome pairing there to start it off. Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods, Jordan Spieth all teeing off tomorrow morning at 9-11 a.m. That's going to be pretty cool to see them all tee off together. Yeah, just sucks that uh, the defending champion, Phil Mickelson, uh, won't be defending it. Well, it is what it is, Colin. He's had his issues this year. Yeah. I think he's yeah. got bigger things to worry about, maybe. Yeah. Uh, also, ESPN to launch a 30 for 30 documentary on the 2000 champion Ravens. Uh, a lot of things happened that year, Nick. Uh, what are your take? What's your take on that as a Ravens fan real fast? Well, I mean, the 85 Bears got one, so the best defense ever deserves one, too. And uh, in terms of the off-the-field... Best off defense the field, already had one. No, nah, best defense is the Ravens. 16-game season, least amount of points allowed in a season, so you can't argue against it. And they went like five weeks without the offense scoring a touchdown. But the off-the-field stuff is obviously, I think, factoring into this 30-for-30, 30 30, so we'll see. All right, well, that'll do it for Looking this edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, congrats to the Lady Cougars there on winning the Region 2 Championship, heading to the state tournament next week, the 25th and 26th. For Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 12 o'clock. Yeah.